Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Nehmeduhu ve nesta'inuhu ve nestağfiruhu. Ve nu'minu bihi ve netevekkelü aleyh. Ve na'udhu billahi min şurur-i enfusina min seyyati amalina. Men yehdihillahu felâmudilla lehu ve men yudlil felâhadiyele. Ve neşhedü en la ilahe illallah vahdehu la şerike leh. Ve neşhedü enne Muhammeden abduhu ve rasuluhu. Arsalallahu teâlâ bilhakkî beşîrâhu ve nebîrâhu. Da'yan illallahi bi'iznihi ve sirâdan mûrîrâhu. فَأَمَّا بَعْدُ فَقَالَ تَعَالَى يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ وَقَالَ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُسْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا وَقَالَ نَبِيُّنَا مُحَمَّدٌ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمَ إِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور مهدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بذات ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار. Mighty respected brothers, sisters, and elders. The topic of my khutbah today and for the next couple of weeks will be is and will be fundamentals. Focus on the fundamentals. To focus on the fundamentals, I think the most important thought to keep in mind is that one day we will die. One day we will die. And then we will face Allah. We will die alone and we will face Allah alone. And at that time there will be nobody to help us. Even our own parents will run away from us. They will refuse to recognize us. No friends, no brothers, no sisters, no nobody. Alone. And we will stand before Allah with our belief, with our aqidah, and with our aman. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that day the best day of our lives. So let me begin by making dua and asking you to make dua for one of our Dear friends and elders, and of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows whose time is when, but he is in a state where we need to make the dua for him, and that is Abu Samir. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jalaluhu, to make his time now and the journey going forward easy for him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to receive him with ikram. And to forgive all his sins and to replace them with good deeds. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make true for him what he Jalla Jalalahu said. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna alladhina qalu rabbuna allahu thumma staqamu tatanazzalu alayhimul malaika. أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحَزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُعَدُونَ نَحْنُ وَأُولِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ 
Abu Samir, somebody he loves. And to send his bashara for him. And to make his journey easy. And when he goes, as Rasulullah said, he said, we will meet the ones who are dear to us, who went before us. And Umm Samir and Umm Ahmad, she went one year earlier, last year January. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, ya ala kulli hal. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make them meet and greet each other. And once again, be happy in each other's company and grant them the company of Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Jannatul Firdausul Hala Gakari Hisab. And we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to join all of us together one day in Jannatul Firdaus without Hisab, inshallah. The reason we focus on the fundamentals is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about this beautiful deen where he said Al-Yawma yaysa al-ladheena kafaru min deenikum fala takhshawhum wakhshawni Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al-islam deena Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayat of Surah Al-Ma'idah, it's a long ayah, ayah number three. He said that today the disbelievers have given up all hope of undermining your faith. So do not fear them, fear me. Today I have perfected your faith for you and completed my favor upon you and chosen Islam as your way. I have a friend who used to train, he retired now in the Air Force and he was a master pilot and he used to train fighter pilots. So one day we were chatting and I asked him, I said, what happens, what do you tell, what do you advise the pilots to do if they get into an emergency, you know, serious engine problems, maybe wing fall off or something, what, all kinds of stuff happens. He said, we tell them, go back to the manual. Said manual. I said, are you telling me that a guy is in a tailspin and he's going to pull out some book and read it? He said, no, 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 that's not what it means. He said, that is a trigger term. Go back to the manual. It means go back to the fundamentals. So I said, what's the fundamental? So the fundamental is do an instrument check. Do an instrument check. 
<coughs> now instrument check is something that the first thing that a pilot does before he turns, you know, before he does anything to it, he does a complete instrument check. Then he turns on the engine, he does an instrument check. So it's something you have done. He says, no, no, do it again. Go back to the fundamentals. Go back to the manual. Do it again. Doesn't matter how many times you do it, do it again. He says, because that is the easiest and the best way for that pilot to find a solution. Either to save himself and the plane, which is what we want, or at least to save himself. Go back to the matter. Now, in business consulting, which is my line, we advise the same thing. Any business is in problems, what not, what not, come back. You come to me, I'll tell you, go back to the fundamentals. And we do what is called a root cause analysis. Now, root cause analysis is very simple. I'm teaching you the tool as well as while we are talking here. So, to use it. Anytime you got a problem, business problem, family problem, any kind of problem. Root cause analysis. How do you do that? Ask why five times. Yes, five is not a magic number. You can ask six times, seven times, but five times definitely. Ask why five times. To give you an example. Usual problem, business problem. Sales are dropping. Revenue has dropped. Sales have dropped. Last year, we did be sold more. This year, we are... Not selling as much. What shall we do? Ask. What? Why? Why? So, maybe the answer is because we have too few salespeople. Why? Because they leave. Why? Because they are dissatisfied with the job. Why? Because they are not paid according to merit. So, there is some guy who is selling more, is getting the same pay. Some guy who is selling less, getting the same pay. There is no pay according to merit. He said, why? Because our managers do not hit the street. Our managers are sitting in air-conditioned offices, running the company with spreadsheets. They don't go out selling with the salespeople. So, they don't know their reality. And when it comes to salaries and so on and so forth, who decides? The managers decide. And they, they, you know, the HR guy, this one, that one, it's okay, pay them. Sales are dropping. So you ask five times, why, 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 you get to the root cause. And then you do try and solve this uh, thing and you are you're good to go. Root cause analysis, try it, try it in your life, try it everything. Now today, we are living in a society which is in a tailspin. And it looks like it is headed for a major catastrophe. If you think of civilizations, there are markers of each civilization. Great civilization of the world, you, when you, if, I, if I tell you the name, immediately a thought comes to your mind and that is the marker for that civilization. Supposing I tell you Egyptian civilization, what comes to mind? The Haramat, right? The, the, the pyramids. It's magnificent structures, they are constructed in a fabulous, people don't even understand how they were constructed. But they have stood the test. I mean, they have been there for God knows, maybe 5,000 years, 6,000 years. Allah knows best, right? If I tell you the Romans, the Roman civilization, I'll give you one example. In 570, you know, 537, in 537 AD, 537 AD, Justinian I, the Roman Emperor Justinian I completed the construction of Hagia Sophia, the Cathedral Hagia Sophia. 
It means place of wisdom. That was the largest covered space in the whole world for centuries. 537 AD. In 570 AD, Rasulullah was born. 33 years later. Ayah Sophia was completed 33 years before Rasulullah was born. Across from Ayah Sophia, Justinian uh, also built a underground water storage, which is called the Palace Underground. You must go. If you go to Istanbul, go see that. Amazing construction. How they did that. And that was one of several hundred such underground water storages. The water was brought to that from the Belgrade forest through the, the, the canals and the, and the aqueducts, not even the canals, the aqueducts of the Byzantines. Right? So when you say Roman civilization, you are thinking of those images. I sometimes think to myself that 500 years later, maybe there are a bunch of archaeologists, they are digging up, digging us up. Right? What are we known for? Today's world. What do we spend the most money on? We spend the most money by a, by a, by a, in a magnitude of, of almost, you know, geometric terms. We spend the most money, the most time, the most energy, the most technology, the most effort, the most brain power, the most mind share on what? Building ever more powerful weapons of mass destruction. As a society, our maximum investment in every way is in massive death, not in life. Our ICBMs are symbols of what? ICBMs, Intercontinental Ballistic Missiles. Highly sophisticated planes and ships to carry highly complex, literally scientific marvels created for the sole purpose of destroying life in the most massive way possible. This is our symbol. This is not my opinion. Numbers. All countries. Countries where there is people don't have food to eat have a massive spend on weapons. Imagine how the world would look if instead we spend the same or even maybe half the amount on providing free education, free health care, we spent it on cancer research. We spent it on poverty eradication. We spent it on housing for the homeless. We spent it on clean water supply. And we spent it on to fight global warming and climate change. What do you think will happen? How will this world look like? I'm not saying take all the money, give them their toys, right? So you got enough stuff now to, to, to destroy the world 40 times. So, destroy the world 20 times. And how you are going to do that the second time, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> once it's destroyed, what it 20 times? Completely insane dialogue that happens in the, in this, in the name of so-called development. So, people in the future, these archaeologists who will dig up our ruins, 
maybe crater holes, huh? they will imagine, they will wonder, they say, here was a bunch of people who had all this wealth and all of this knowledge and yet they did nothing to resolve the real problems of society but instead they spent it on creating more and more innovative ways of killing each other. What kind of people were they? How That is exactly how sick we are. Seriously, we are a very, very sick society, globally speaking, very sick. What's the solution? The solution is to focus on the ideology of Tawheed and Akhirah. That there is one God, there is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that one day we will die and we will stand before him. What will I answer? This is the fundamental truth and this is the fundamental solution. Whether anyone agrees with it or not is immaterial. That is the reality. That is going to happen. If I stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will ask me. Allah will not ask somebody else. And if I spend my life creating goodness, inshallah, this will be for me. In my favor. If I created my life creating evil and creating suffering, that also will be for me. This sense of accountability is what Allah subhanahu wa what Islam brings for us. And that is the most important thing. Now, Islam is a religion which is based on a book, the Quran al-Kareem, which is the actual revealed speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator to whom is our return. And as taught and explained and demonstrated by the messenger of Allah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who was spent for who was sent for that purpose. And that's why I want to remind myself anew about certain fundamental matters in Islam with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his book, his messengers, and the work of the messengers of Allah in conveying that message. Now, these beliefs are fundamental to Islam and believing them makes us Muslim. Not believing them takes us out of Islam. It's as simple as that. You enter Islam with a kalima, you leave Islam with another kalima. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Keep us on the truth and be pleased with us and to make Islam easy. What are these things? Very quickly. Number one, we believe as Muslims that the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the kalamullah, al-Quran al-Kareem is the actual speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is not a created thing. It's not makhluk. Number two, therefore, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is fully aware of his creation in all respects, visible and invisible, internal and external, past, present, future, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded in the Quran is good until the end of time and needs no alteration, no modification and no change. This is our core belief. If somebody believes that some things in the Quran need to be changed, that person has exited Islam. Believe me, you won't sprout two horns and you won't get a forked tail. And you won't look like a goat. You will look like the, you will look exactly the same way. They, when you die, they will pray Salatu Janazo on you, and then the path will be to some other place. It is in the heart. How do you enter Islam? Tasdiq bil qalb, wa ikrar bil lisan, wa amal bil arkan. Three three things: belief in the heart, spe- speaking it out, not necessarily before anybody, even by yourself, and living according to that. How do you exit Islam? Exactly the same way. Tazdik changes or Tazdik goes on to something else. We speak that something else and we live according to something else. You are out of Islam. Very important. That's why the fundamentals are so important. Sit with your children. Teach them this stuff. 
Number three, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to do is for our benefit. And nothing that he commanded can possibly lead to anything negative. List everything that you think is, will cause problems and tell yourself, no, no, this is, this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not possible. It is not doable. It cannot possibly be wrong. It cannot possibly cause anything negative. It is not possible. Even if I don't understand it, I still not possible. That's my belief. Number four, that though some of the ayat of the Quran were revealed in relation to what was happening at their time, the Azbab and Nuzul, their meaning and validity is not restricted by time, place or circumstances, but extends to the whole world until the end of time. Many examples, but some examples, for example, the ayat prohibiting alcohol and gambling and so on. Right? Al-Khamru, Al-Maisru, Al-Ansahu, Al-Azlamu, Rijzum, Min Amali, Shaitani, Fashtanibu. Similarly, the ayat prohibiting interest-based dealings. All of this came based on something which was happening at the time. But the meaning of it, the validity of it is for all people, all places, all time. This is our belief. Number five, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completed the religion of Islam and did not leave any scope for any addition or completion or subtraction or change. Number six, that his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent to explain and teach and demonstrate the way to live by the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that he fulfilled his role perfectly and did not leave anything missing for anyone else to come after him to plug that gap. Number seven, that he did that sallallahu alayhi wasallam based on another revelation which was sent specifically to him which we know as the sunnah or the hadith of Rasulullah or the wahi ghair matlu revelation which is not recited in salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave an order, method, he taught Rasulullah also wahi. Simplest example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Akhimu salah. You say, Alhamdulillah, I am ready. Ya Allah, how to do that? Where is it in the Quran? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent that to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he taught the people and he said, Sallu kama ra'aytubuni usalli. Pray as you have seen me pray. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirmed that. And he said, Wa ma yantiku anil hawa. In huwa illa wahyui yuha. He does not speak of his own volition. He didn't invent this method of praying. He didn't, he's not saying do that because I feel. No, 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 no. This was taught to him. Whatever he says is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is our belief. And this hadith and this revelation was recorded by the same people who recorded the Quran. They used to record it. They used to repeat it to Rabbi Sallallahu and they say, Ya Surah, this is what I have written. Is it correct? He would confirm it. One of the famous cases of that, a man said to him, Ya Rasulullah sometimes you say something in anger. Should I write that down also? And he said, by the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad Sallallahu and he held his tongue like this. He said, this is protected by Allah. So write whatever I tell you. Now people sometimes today they claim, the hadith is nothing was recorded, but it was collected 150 years later. First of all, illogical statement. If it wasn't recorded, how was it collected? 
Because 150 years later, no, nobody was there. The original, no one had, no sahabi lived for 200 years, right? So if you are talking about Imam Bukhari, for example, there was no sahabi alive at the time. So where did you find the hadith? The reality, go read the history. The reality is, Imam, for example, Abu Huraira had a whole room full of his notebooks. The Sahaba recorded, it was maintained, they read it back to the Nabi alayhi salam, they lived by that, they practiced that, and in due course, people like Imam Bukhari, Imam, Imam, Mali, Imam, Imam uh, Muslim and so on, they compiled, they, for example, Imam Shafir he tabulated and, and you know, about the usul of deen, he made all those things, he put them in a form which is, like today we would say, searchable databases, right? So that's what they did, they made them into searchable databases. But the, the actual mawad, the, the original material was all from there. So this is one of the you know, people that people get confused with this. Um, number eight, that Muhammad Wasallam is the last and final messenger and prophet after whom there is no other. Number nine, that the Quran is totally and completely correct in every respect. And denying or disagreeing with anything in the Quran, even if it's a single ayah, takes the person out of Islam. Number 10, that to say or imply that Rasulullah did not do his work properly, either to say that or to imply, and that he left out some things in explaining the fundamentals or the deen, and to deny the sahih hadith of Rasulullah takes you out of Islam. And finally, when something is prohibited in Islam, whether it's alcohol, whether it's interest, whatever. Everything that leads to it is also prohibited. For example, and it's prohibited irrespective of quantity. For example, alcohol and by inference, all intoxicants are prohibited. This is not restricted to the intoxicants which existed at that time. It's not only the alcohol made from grapes and, and dates which was or wheat which was in that time. Any kind of alcohol, any kind of intoxicant, Prohibited and it is prohibited irrespective of quantity. One, one drop is prohibited, the whole bottle is prohibited. So you can't say, well, you know, I only had one drink. No. So also gambling, pork, fornication, murder, adultery, interest, whatnot. Prohibited irrespective of amount and irrespective of what form it takes. نقول قول هذا استغفر الله إلي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله همنا كثيرا كما أمر ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله فقال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين وذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر عداء الدين اللهم شد شملهم ودمر ديارهم ومزق جمعهم اللهم من نصر اللهم منصور من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا معهم 
واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا معهم ربنا فقل لنا ذنوبنا وكفر لنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار أمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينحى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والباغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عذو يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيموا السلام